Hi, I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Danielport. We're board-certified plastic surgeons and hosts of the podcast, Forever Young. Join us every Tuesday as we share the latest products and procedures in the never-ending quest to help our patients look and feel their very best. The world of cosmetic surgery is constantly improving. Join us on the cutting edge. Forever Young is available wherever you get your podcasts. The following content is not suitable for children. George, I hear this a lot from women. They so want their men to be romantic. And I hear from men like, are you kidding me? I'm working, I'm doing all this stuff, and then you want me to do that on top. And so let's talk about what romance is and what we're talking about. I like it. Hopefully we'll learn something today. My wife will will be happy. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. Hey, sign up for our couples retreat on October 1st, Great Sex, Great Love, just the two of you. More details at the end of this episode. I certainly think men often like romance as well, don't you? Absolutely. What's the most romantic thing that has been done by your wife who is lovely and loving? You know, my wife is incredibly thoughtful. So I so appreciate little surprises, notes and cards and just, you know, does it ever hurt to hear that you're special and you matter and, you know, you make all the difference in the world and, you know, that that intentionality to, I mean, that just feels amazing. Of course, men need that too. Yeah, I saw that she saved your wedding champagne glasses and on your anniversary recently, you had a toast and... I was thinking, I know that Kathy did that. That was <laughs> Kathy. So good. And I complained. I'm like, we got to carry these things around the casino here. And like, really? It's, That's your it's, love language, right? Bitching and moaning is your love language. <laughs> bitching and moaning. There you go. That's that's true. Sometimes it is. Yeah. Okay. So and you have to catch. I mean, the, the, it has to be. I mean, the ideal romance, right, is both people are in it simultaneously. I think what so often happens is one person is and the other's just not there yet. And then there's that little rejection. And, you know, but, you know, I, I didn't complain. But when we finally got to a bench and, you know, <laughs> busted out those glasses, like that was a really cool moment. Yeah, that's a great pick, too. Nice. So I think that I was with a patient recently and the woman was saying, you know, I, I want sex that's romantic. And the guy was just like, had no idea, really had no idea what she meant. And so I thought maybe we could take some time. I, I read an article on how to be romantic from this woman. She's also a sex educator, and her name is Kelly Gonsalves. Thank you, Kelly, for all your work in your article. It was really had some great ideas. And, you know, I think that romance has some common threads that maybe we can talk about and think about to help people learn how to do this. You know, the first one that I think about is thoughtfulness and being attentive to details, just like going on your weekend and your wife brings the the glasses, your anniversary weekend and your wife brings these glasses with her. That's so beautiful. I, When I was a young woman, there was this couple that they were kind of like our role models and they were a super loving couple. And she had privately told me, you know, hey, we have sex like five times a week, which, so, you know, I thought about that that's, that was the norm when you get married, you know, five times a week. 
And her husband was super romantic. And every night he would lay out lingerie for her. And then he would literally pick her up and carry her to the bedroom, like this sweeping gesture, I guess. But she loved it. It was really attentive. I don't know if he bought the lingerie or, you know, but he was into it. And, you know, she found it such a great entranceway into the sexual moment. And they had a lot of sex. Well, that might be the exception here, Lori. I think there's a lot of the negative cycle that destroys the romantic part of men. Right, it's rejection, it's attempts to engage and maybe it's too quick or whatever they're you know, the good reasons the the woman is not as responsive to it that starts to create the distance. But I love the intentionality of the couple that you described. I mean, I think that's the big myth I wanna help debunk. I mean, we all think of this like romance needs to be spontaneous. Right. It's just wait for the moment to come and then you kind of act on it. No, you know, the best romantic people are very intentional. They build that into everyday life. And it's mm-hmm. it's something you got to develop and create. It's not something that's just going to come. Yeah. And I mean, of course, this could totally backfire. Right. If if sex is disrupted. I mean, this couple, this was part of their ritual and it was they were in flow with each other sexually. So it worked. It added yeah, to the romance. Exactly his attention to the details. And I mean, he was kind of a quiet man, but I remember him often looking at his wife with love in his eyes and and saying some lovely things. He, you know, he didn't brag, he didn't, he wasn't over the top. He was very genuine, but you could just feel his love for her. Mm-hmm. And I think that another one is, you know, couples who are intentionally affectionate. I mean, it isn't, like you said, it isn't something that we have to necessarily go big on. It's just the dailiness of touch and stroking each other when we walk past each other. And I mean, I can't imagine a day that would go by in my own life without my husband and I touching each other a lot. I mean, kind of every break, we we are running into each other and giving a quick hug or, you know, I love to come out of my room where I'm zooming with patients and walk over to his desk and just put my hands on his shoulder or my arms around his neck or sit on his lap or something. I mean, we're just touching a lot. And I I just desperately need that. Yeah. And some people, unfortunately, grow up in families where that doesn't happen so much. Mm-hmm. And they learn to not like touch and touch can feel like pressure. And, you know, it, and that's really sad. And, and you want to respect it, but not believe in it because there is, there's a longing underneath that. So I guess that's the, if your partner doesn't like touch so much, how do you wait for the right timing to give them more success with touch? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, all bodies need touch. But if you grow up not getting it, it's just harder to want it. I think growing up not getting enough touch is a chronic trauma. Yeah. And children feel like so desperate for touch. We all know children need tons of touch and affection to thrive. And so if that isn't coming, I think they kind of put a block up, right? I won't need that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that block extends to sex. Oftentimes I see that more in women, they don't want affection and they don't want sex. Men sometimes are not affectionate and don't necessarily need or like affection, but they, their testosterone drives them into sex. Uh, you know, that's the yeah. one place they can feel it. Right. So I, I think you're bringing up the counter side to this of the difficulty in affection. And, you know, right, we may be with a partner who 
can't take it in, can't receive it, or doesn't give it, and we're the ones who ache for it. Mm-hmm. And it's our love language. It's, it's I, I worked with a, a lady who grew up in a family of no touch, mm. had a bunch of kids of always clinging and wanting touch that didn't feel good, and in marriage where sex was just kind of doing it for her husband. I mean, if that's your life experience of touch, no wonder why it's something you want so much, mm-hmm. right? So again, trying to help her tap into situations where actually touch worked for her, not as something to give for, but as something that her body wanted. I knew some friends, a couple, and she had had some trauma of loss as a child and so did not have enough touch. And she was kind of a no-touch person, no affection. And her husband wanted sex all the freaking time. And in my heart, I thought, you know what? This is like a God thing. It, it will drive him to help heal her, and she will be healed eventually as she receives this, if they can find a way to see the problem and let his drive for sex kind of heal them. And I just, sometimes I think about that, you know, I don't have a whole lot of faith, but sometimes I think, you know, it's it's a beautiful setup, even though it's a conflict in the beginning, there's a, I see the path, I see the way it could be, the way people could heal each other in this. God has a funny sense of humor. Mm-hmm. You start to see how opposites so attract each other. And, you know, when it works, it, it can be incredibly healing. So I think the other romantic thing is being dedicated You know, how do we do that? Maybe we tell each other our love stories. We remember when, we remember how we got together, we remember why we fell in love, and then we plan a future together. We're continuing to remind each other, maybe it's on our anniversary card, or it's celebrating an anniversary, or the first date anniversary, or or whatever, ways that we are committed and dedicated just to each other. Again, we're back to that intentionality, the planning together that is so romantic to remind each other of dreams I mean, that's romance you have dreams and aspirations right that's that's the whole point so if you go on a date night or you go on a getaway weekend like you're taking that time to intentionally reflect upon what was and what can be i mean that's that's so exciting that is so exciting what are we going to do when the kids move out of the house what are we going to do when (sighs) we have grandkids what are we going to do like i mean just to think about those things together i mean that is the emotional bond it's just making space for the emotional bond to just do its thing and to speak to both partners exactly my kids are out of the house and my husband's like let's uh let's go away for the weekend (laughs) we can be spontaneous anytime it's it's great there is something wonderful about the next stage of life after children are on their own and that would be my hope is as people listen if you want to turn up the romantic meter you got to plug into your emotional heart you got to listen to what it's saying you know it's either going to express the gratitude and the love or it's going to express the fears that are getting in the way of that both are good to work with mm-hmm. right both are going to lead us closer to each other it's when we numb out our hearts that we lose the romance so again if you want to get better at this area you gotta go plug into that heart let's come back and talk about a few more ways to be romantic you know pleasure is such a central and important part of our lives and it's been understudied because of the taboos in science and the academic worlds but funding and doing research at oh my god yes has built a foundation for scientifically validated information and descriptive terms for what works for people 
OhMyGodYes.com is a site to learn how to have better sex and fuller lives. It breaks the taboo of shame once and for all. You'll explore and find new techniques to feel good. It's for yourself, women. It's for your partners and couples together. You only pay once for lifetime access. It's not a subscription site, which is great. It takes just 10 minutes to learn each technique. Through simple, tasteful, and crystal clear demonstrations and graphics, you'll be able to find the benefits of this research, and there's still so much to be discovered. Find the techniques to help you and your partner communicate better at OhMyGodYes.com. Foreplay listeners, save 10% at OMGYes.com slash foreplay. Frustrating low libido can be, well, frustrating. Sound familiar? Visit addyi.com slash foreplay and complete your online consultation today to see if Addy or Flabanserin is right for you. Addy is for premenopausal women with acquired generalized hypoactive low sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past and who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem, problems in the relationship, or medicine or other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close in time to your Addy dose. Wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take certain prescriptions, over-the-counter or herbal medications, or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, and dry mouth. See full PI, including box warning at addy.com forward slash PI or call 844-PINK-PILL. Visit addyi.com slash foreplay. We at Foreplay are excited about Addy, and to help share the love, our listeners can now schedule their Addy consultation for only $10. To see if Addy is right for you, visit addy.com and use the coupon code foreplay at checkout to redeem this offer. That's code foreplay at addyi.com. Well, I don't think it necessarily means that we have to spend a lot of money or go big. Big gestures are really romantic. Some friends of mine, their son proposed to his fiance in front of this statue in Rome. And, you know, he had it filmed and he had all these bystanders ready to bring in the flowers and the ring. And it was all this stuff. And of course, it was splashed all over Facebook, the video and and those things, you know, they are they are fantastic. The big gesture. I, one of the things that I, I like doing, and I don't know why he even is surprised anymore, but I love throwing my husband surprise parties for his birthday. And, you know, I'm just nearly giddy inside as I think about how much fun it is to surprise him. And I'm sure he's like discovered it every single time. We I usually do it on the big birthdays. So you know, it's coming. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, it's a way to be romantic, to tell my partner, you know, that he's special and that I'm thinking about him and I'm willing to put out effort and planning and, and I want to delight him, you know, with yeah. something that is special. The people that love him, the people that see him as important to them. And I love seeing his face and even if he's faking it <laughs> for the surprise. <laughs> Sometimes you got to fake it till you make it, right? Get over the uncomfortableness of the surprise before you know it. You really appreciate it and settle in. Yeah. Now, I always found the those five love languages helpful for romance too, just for the idea of saying, we all want to give the partner what we think we like, 
but really attuned to your partner. Does your body like quality time? Do they like affirmation? Do they like acts of service? Do they like big gifts? Do they like touch? Like what is the real way of making them get online romantically? Because mm-hmm. so often we do what we like and then we get surprised that they're not so into it so much. But you know, when you learn to give your partner what they like, I think it just makes it a lot easier for your partner to show up and meet you in that romantic space. So true. So true. I have these friends of Derek's, Nora and Lou, and he was my husband's uh, coach. He was a high school teacher, and actually, actually, he wasn't his swim coach, but he he ran the swim club, and he was the guy. You know, he taught my husband basically how to love a woman, and they've been married for, I don't know, gosh, 45, 50 years or something now at this point, and they're the coolest people, and they really idealize each other. This is the way they're romantic. You know, they're Mm -hmm. always talking about the great qualities of each other, how wonderful they are. And and it's over the top. But I think, you know, what a beautiful way to live that they see in each other the best and Mm -hmm. they ignore the things. I've never heard them talk about the stuff that drives them crazy. I've never even in jest heard them say, you know, this or the other. And they're very real down to earth mm-hmm. people. They're Italian. And I mean, they have a huge family and they're, they're just lovely. And I think whenever I'm with them, I just feel the romance of their relationship. Yes. I watched that show, Chip and Joanne or something. You ever watch that? Yes, I love that show. My wife watches it, but every once in a while, I'll sit down next to it. Every time I watch that show, I'm like, I I wish I was more like Chip. I mean, that guy is so (laughs) upbeat. Nothing bothers him. He's positive. I'm like, I could be like complaining. This guy never complains. And Yeah, I mean, there's something about emulating people that are are successful in this area. So, you know, this couple you're watching can be so complimentary that it makes the people around them feel better. I think that's that's a big part of romantic. Like if we, I think too often could fall into just complaining with our partner. Oh, this sucks. Like, can you believe we got to do this? We're tired and this, you know. And that's cool too. But, you know, when that starts to take up too much of the space, you start to lose the, the, the zesty stuff that we kind of need to feel great. I know. And this couple is, they're all about like dirty jokes. I mean, they're the funniest couple about sex. They're always talking about it, telling funny stuff, you know, so it's, you just feel that sense of, we might have to have them on a podcast. We do. We totally do. That would be great. Well, I want to take a few minutes to also talk about sexually, like what, what would a woman mean when she's saying, I want sex to be romantic. And I think that for so many women, you know, it takes their body Mm -hmm. that length of time to get aroused. And so she needs the mood. You know, and I really do think that spending time together that is away from the children, a- away from her home. I, so many women, especially when they're mothering or they're kind of in in the life stage that is so busy, they just have a hard time separating out what they got to do at home mm-hmm. from making it a sanctuary where they're sexual. Yeah, definitely make the bedroom a sanctuary if you if you ha- can. But getting away to a hotel would be so great. I always tell people, you know what? A hotel doesn't mean you need to spend the night. You know, mm-hmm. you can just rent the hotel, have sex. 30 minutes. <laughs> Only 30 minutes. What's well, going on here, Lori? We, we can't even, like, we can't even get our bodies going in 30 all right, minutes. All right. No, okay. How about two hours? Two hours. <laughs> two hour block. A two hour block. Uh, again, you know? I. 
I just want to highlight, because I think so many men think about romance when they're starting to kiss, right? And in the act of sex. And this, this foreplay, even before the foreplay, the planning period is so important for getting those romantic juices flowing. You know, how do you just put your mind in that in that space where you're thinking about your relationship and the longing to be with your partner? And maybe that is where there's some music and a little bit of dancing or the food that you're eating. I mean, just creating a climate that's that's it's more patient. It's less rushed. And I think so often men can rush the romance. It's not that they don't feel romance. They just want to get into the kissing part of it. They want to kind of get into, you know, and it's there. there's this we could stretch that out. And what you're saying is for so many women, that's that's a big turn on just to let their body ease into it to kind of just turn on right to not feel rushed like Mm. that's that's really important so true and just i mean it's so easy i think candlelight and music that's so easy our phones are ever present and just you know figure out the channel you don't even have to make a playlist anymore you can just turn on a particular channel on you know one of the pandora spotify or something like that that has music that you guys like and i mean it's it's so simple one of the things that will always stand out for me is this man who you know wanted a lot more sex they were having sex once a quarter george and she was not as asexual as he made her out to be she actually wanted sex and so she made a list of these things that she wanted you know which was wear your boots to bed shave take a shower put some cologne on light a candle and he scoffed at every single one of them it's like Mm. we shouldn't need to do that stuff you know we should just hop to it and at that point she had agreed to have sex three times a week and i'm like buddy i just got you you know how many full more times sex and and you can't like light a candle, you can't wear your boots, you can't shave. I, I mean, to me, there's this part that it's it's sex becomes dysregulated by both parties. Mm-hmm. You know, he had so seen her as withdrawn from the sexual relationship. And yet these really simple gestures that would have meant a lot to her just helped her get in the mood. He wasn't willing to do it. And so you know, definitely light the candles. It's working for me. Music. I'm thinking about getting a pair of boots, Lori. Thank you. <laughs> it sounds fun. Exactly. Right, but Where are the I, boots I, to bet? Tight jeans. She wanted tight jeans, too. I, I really think it's so important to stretch romance outside the bedroom. You know, it's awesome to tell your partner they look beautiful and not have it lead to sex. The romance can't always lead to sex, right? And I think that's so often where men can get that tunnel vision. It's like, you know, when I'm feeling romantic, I want it to lead to sex. I mean, and that's healthy and that's beautiful. But then for women, it puts a pressure on romance only comes in the bedroom. So how do you stretch it out if you're not going to have sex? Do you really work on a romance during those times to be able to tell your partner you're beautiful, you're thinking about them? To, you know, I, I think that really stretches the romantic muscle. Well, you said something earlier, I think, today that, you know, don't wait for it to strike you, the mood to be romantic. For men, I say, be romantic like a man. That's what you do. Take one day, one afternoon, go buy the birthday gift, the anniversary gift, the Christmas gift. Go shopping once call the florist. And you know what? These florists have packages. They call them husband packages. And you can give them your credit card and they will send flowers on her anniversary and her birthday and or on your anniversary on the birthday. They, they will do it all for you. It's so easy. And then like go to Target and pick up a bag full of little gifts, 
her favorite candy bar, her favorite bath salt, you know, just do it all. And, and five different greeting cards and you are done. This takes you one day. You are done with romance for the year and just put something on your calendar that says it's a little asterisk, something that she won't notice. And when that asterisk comes up, it's like, oh, yeah, I got to go to the bag and pull out a card or I'm going to pull out the candy bar. or I'm going to pull out the bath gel or whatever. And I'm going to say, hey, I was thinking of you and I just got this for you. Well, I'm going to challenge you. I, I like the simplicity. And if it works for you, go for it. But again, I think so often men look at romance as something they want to give their partner and what they're missing. It's something they need themselves. When you kind of go and you look for that special gift, why rush it in one day? That's good for your heart to feel, to think about what your partner might want, to anticipate it, to put the effort in. It's not just something for your partner. It's something you really need. It makes your life more engaged and full. You are so good at the flip side, George. That <laughs> is, maybe you that is start your calling strength. me the flip side. No, Mr. you're flip really side. good about it. I love it. You do that when we do therapy. This is, this is your strength, looking at things from every angle. I love that about you. Thanks well, for listening. Be romantic. Keep it hot and thoughtful. Our couples retreat is coming up, and we'd love to invite all of you. It's going to be on October 1st, which is a Friday, and from 10 to 4.30 Eastern Standard Time. We're offering an early bird discount for the first 20 people who fully pay and sign up. And, you know, we're going to do all kinds of cool stuff. We talk about male and female arousal and how to get to the best sex and what the sexual attachment cycle is all about and how to resolve problems and I just want you to know that all the exercises are private, so you're only going to be doing it with your partner. You can ask questions and talk in the group, but it's not necessary. So we welcome participation, but it's never going to be demanded of you. And I I just thought, George, I would read something that people who have gone through this have said to us. So here's one. Like magic, by the end of the day, we found ourselves having conversations we never thought we'd have. And really listening to each other for the first time in years. It's like months of marriage therapy supercharged into one day full of breakthroughs right from your own sofa. If enough people attend this conference, my divorce firm will go out of business. Thank you. (laughs) We'd love to have you sign up. It's on our website, foreplayradiosextherapy.com. And it's under the resource section. And help spread the word. If you can't make it, refer a friend or a family member. We could all use the help. So for all you therapists out there listening to our show, I really want you to check out successinvulnerability.com, our new training website that we believe is taking online therapist training to the next level. It's so focused on moment by moment, practical moves, less theory to really get people to have immediate success. We're trying to measure targets of change so we can see if we're on target or we need to adjust. And the feedback we're getting is really excited. We're incorporating that feedback to continually adjust and to change the schedule. And come join us, SIV team. Also, I'll just put a plug in for it as well because I am one of the learners. This kind of instruction just is not out there. How to do the micro moves that change people's hearts toward each other. It's so good. So it's reasonably priced. I just encourage you to go over to successandvulnerability.com and sign up. It's great training. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY-4PLAY. the number four play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. 
All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by Foreplay Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.